St. Louis City Press and International Friendly. We're here to look ahead to the game between St. Louis City SC and FC Cincinnati. Joining me to talk about the game are Nathan Halley. Party on, Wayne. Drew Wolfson. Yo, Phil. Patrick Stark. Hello. And our man from Hanoi, Chris Hoff. Good morning, everyone. How's everybody doing? So I was actually wondering something. Okay, so it's April 13th here, and Chris is in the future on Friday. So is it by some mysticism of space-time Friday the 13th for him? No. He's closer to game time, though, right? Also, no. Unfortunately, no. (laughs) It's very little benefit to living in the future. Well, Chris, do you have a look ahead for us based on the performance of Red Star? Ooh, not good news this week, folks. Uh, We played a midweek cup game. Tuesday night under the lights, evening game, which is a rarity for us. And uh, we battled. Uh, we went down 2-0 and we drew back 2-2. Uh, we then proceeded to miss not one, but two penalties on the way to a 7-2 route. Ouch. Ooh, that does not bode well. This was against the likely league winners drink team, which are not very aptly named, if you ask me, but that's beside the point. We are out of the cup. Our chance of winning a trophy is officially ended, and I am disappointed. Sorry to hear that. Uh, I do have a little bit of news. I played some uh, soccer myself for the first time in a while against my nieces. I think I dominated them. Also, maybe news to Phil, I did smash Claire into the fence, and I think she was hurt kind of bad. Ooh, there's a seven- and eight-year-olds, so puts that domination in context well most like you youth teams get one senior player right that they can add to their rosters it's like the olympics like in the olympics yeah is this the case then speaking of women's soccer the three of you went to the u.s women's national team game here in city park this week what'd you think it was a great time uh always good to see local celebrity becky sauerbrunn get honored for her 200th cap uh u.s played well, although honestly, I was maybe expecting him to dominate a little bit more, but I thought Ireland put up a better, better game than I would have expected. Super follow the women's game. And I know that the, it's not like parody, like, you know, the men's team is great. So the women's team is right? Irish men. Basically, no one ever talks about, but the um, they did good. Also, interesting fact, I almost bought a house from Becky Sauerbrunn's brother. I was sitting with Patrick behind the goal and essentially the first half when we were attacking that goal was great. And then the second half, I basically switched my allegiance to Ireland because I wanted to see the game. I was kind of rooting for them to, to maybe, I mean, just having a set piece in our box was delightful and I wished them more success. Um, that game was, it was fun to go to there. Uh, was a, one goal for the United States. It was one one nil. If we didn't say that already, it was the replacement for Mallory Swanson, who to, I believe tore her patellar tendon in the last game. It's going to miss the World Cup, which is a disaster. And it was Alana Cook playing in her position. She scored the goal, and then over the loudspeaker, they announced, "Hey, everybody, let's celebrate Alana Cook's first goal." And I was thinking, you know, good for her. Definitely. Should be supportive of our players, but it was a crap goal. And a certain pretty high percentage of home goals scored at City Park have 
have been have had an element of of garbage about them. I was going to say it felt very Berkey esque, like one of the goals over the top of him that that's got him. It was just one of those ones where the Ireland Ireland keeper was in the wrong position, but if she had been two inches taller, would have made the save. I don't know. She was just kind of caught. I noticed something interesting in the second half, which is that the both the quality of our attack and my interest in watching the game decreased with Alex Morgan not playing anymore. Those those could be related or not, but definitely spent more time on my phone in the second half. What I found weird was it was a friendly, and so I was just having a hard time getting into it. I'm so used to being there and like feeling all these emotions, like almost life or death, and I need to talk to a therapist about that. So to be there for a friendly where it was, you know, it was fun and great and exciting, but it was like, well, this doesn't matter. There's a discussion to be had. Our brand is international friendly. For the, so we have to be a little Damn bit it. receptive. Uh, it was a, it was a fun atmosphere. <laughs> it was a good game to be at. Lines for the men's room were just immaculate. No waiting at all. Doesn't mean a whole lot. Um, yeah, it was fun to be there and looking forward to the World Cup this summer in Australia, New Zealand. First game of that tournament. For the U.S. is a showdown with Vietnam. Ooh. Their women's team making their first World Cup, which is very exciting for me and my wife and my family. Do you predict the Vietnamese team to be better or worse than the Thai team at the last World Cup? Uh, well. Who we beat 8-0, I think, <laughs> or was it more? No, it was like 13-0. It was more. They lost at least one game by double digits, I think. I can't remember which one. Uh, I think they are better on paper than the Thai women's team. But will that mean that they come away with a better result against the U.S.? I, I can't say. I'm excited to find out. And our listeners should know that they can catch all the coverage for this on our sister podcast that we will be starting. Your sister will be starting, <laughs> perhaps. Good to cover an international friendly on the game. Other news from last week. Uh, corrections and omissions. Drew, you want to leave oh, us off? Oh, boy, oh, boy. Do we need some corrections and omissions? Thank you, Phil. Uh, also, maybe you need a segment on corrections and omissions because it seems like we've gone back to you not announcing yourself uh, when <laughs> when the podcast has started. That old, old classic. Um, but mm. I must say that while it is entirely my fault for making this ridiculous comment i had been hoping it would be edited out and it was not but i was in the podcast <laughs> last week <laughs> passing on a half-baked ill-informed uh theory that maybe stroud had covid when i could have easily searched and just googled it and found that he was actually on the bench at the game i just didn't see a shot of him at the game i fully apologize basically i i was out of sorts I still haven't listened to that podcast, but I didn't, I guess I didn't really react well to the loss. You know, the Minnesota loss, I thought we were probably the better team. The Seattle loss, we, you know, just kind of came apart at the, played well and then kind of came apart at the end. And I lost my sense of perspective. Uh, if I, if I may, I don't know how you guys feel about this. We're kind of bouncing all over, but in the Welcome to Wrexham documentary on Hulu, if you guys have seen that, um, Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds own. Wrexham football club there was a bit where they were interviewing the local barman and he described the three types of fans and there was one type 
that he referred to as the happy clappers and he was disgusted by them. And I'm definitely a happy clapper. I just want to be positive and I don't want to say anything negative about any of the, anybody on the team. And, uh, and then he also described, uh, I forget what the, what they were called, but basically the miserable fan or perpetual malcontent sounded a bit like Nate. And then the third type of fan was a hooligan, which thankfully we have none of on our podcast. So I, I kind of want to revert to that role of just being happy to be along for the ride. So that's, that's what I've got for my, my correction of last week where I, I really, uh, I think it was a poor performance, not by anybody on the team, but by yours truly on the podcast afterwards. I plan on firmly maintaining my role as a malcontent. I've supported Sheffield Wednesday for 24 years. Just one of the saddest sporting experiences that a person could have to the point where my sister was in a conference this week with a bunch of people who happened to be from Sheffield. And lucky for her, she was able to make small talk by saying, oh, well, they're my brother's favorite sports team, to which they responded, why the hell would anyone be a Sheffield Wednesday fan? I've been a West Ham fan for 15 years, so I have suffered significantly less than you. However, it could be argued that it's somewhat pointless I've watched so many bad games, so much terrible soccer, and I would happily see this ridiculous team relegated just to watch City win a few games. I, if that were a tr- if that's a trade I can make, I would happily do so. Them being the baddies in Ted Lasso kind of helps a little bit too. I'm confused about what your stance is. You're saying you would rather West Ham be bad and and St. Louis City win games? He would make a deal with the devil. And sell his allegiance to West Ham to buy a victory for City. I think you guys are on it. That's what I meant. As if there is a universal amount of Drew soccer happiness to be balanced. We know there are football gods out there. Like Messi? Anyway, that last (laughs) game, you know, what can you do? The Brian Schmetzer Orchestra did the dirty boogie. There's not much you can do about that. All right. Well, enough looking back. Let's look forward to FC Cincinnati. I'm not too concerned about WKRP in Cincinnati and uh, as such have done no research about them. So who's, who's got something? I think had you done some amount of research about them, it might have led you to be worried about them. Top of the table, the injury report, uh, their, their forward Luco Acosta is believed to be out for the week. That, that may help us some. They've won a bunch of games 1-0. I think their last three games they won 1-0. I tried to watch some highlights, but it, they were kind of boring, so I didn't. Is Lucas Acosta uh, a danger man, as they say? He scored the penalty in the last game, for what that's worth. I believe on the play in which he broke his clavicle, or immediately thereafter. He's a real playmaker. He makes a lot of stuff happen. Definitely in our benefit that he is not presumably going to be on the field this week, because he would give our boys a handful, I think. On the city side, we're of course going to be down Bloom. Our worst fears came true five to six weeks. That poor dude has had a rough season. Was that our worst fears? No, my worst fear is dying in my sleep from low blood sugar. There you go. So my my second worst fear. I am seeing that it's not confirmed that Alma's going to be back. It said he'll probably start, but it wasn't like for sure. That is what Carnell said at the press conference the earlier, earlier today. Not that it's any real authority on matters like this, but the official MLS website injury report has him listed out potentially till mid-May. So there's some conflicting info out. Alm? Yeah. 
Wow. Oh. But if you have f- fresh info from the press conference, that's going to supersede this. Who has superior Carnell knowledge? Well, I hope he's back because I think we've really been missing him the last couple of games. I will say this is kind of a before and after. Maybe Berkey was saying this. I It felt like we got away from our style in the last game. There wasn't a lot of pressing. I hope we get back to our game of like really pressing hard because it feels like we haven't been doing that. Um, the last couple of games, we've been a little too cutesy and that has not been working for us. We need to get back to just like being badasses, tackling, get Stroud out there with his face that no one seems to like causing mayhem. The weather is supposed to be terrible. Well, potentially terrible. And I'm hoping that can play in our favor, you know, get kind of a sloppy game going on. We start throwing around some of our pressing and, and tackling and sneak a win out of this. One. What's the weather supposed to be like? There's a, a little bit of thunderstorm in the forecast for Saturday. Time will tell. Rain at game time seems like a reasonable possibility. That's too bad. It's been beautiful for six days straight. Reminder that umbrella is not allowed at City Park. Oh, that's good to know because Kelly was actually talking about bringing an umbrella. It's going to be a long hike back to the car. Also, did has anyone tried the brisket mac and cheese with red hot riplets dusted on top? Not yet. I believe that is going to be my go-to this week. I'm tired of the pork steak sandwiches. What did you get at the women's game? I got a pork steak sandwich. Oh, okay. They're, they're delicious. I just want to try something else. There are too many delightful options. Balkan treat box. Only way to go. I've started drinking Pepsi at work to try and force myself to enjoy it since that's what they have at the game. You're not going to have to worry about low blood sugar. Well, I drink diet. Looking at Cincinnati's results, it seems like you never know what you're going to get from them. They've eked out some very close wins, and then a couple times the game seems to have been very open, especially in one of their early matches against Chicago, which ended in a 3-3 draw. Sort of a shock result based on their other ones. What else do we know about their team? And watching that Chicago game, the highlights of that Chicago game, they were actually down 3-1 and managed to score two goals right at the end to to tie that back up. So they definitely have the potential for offense and I believe have shown that last year they were uh, um, one of the higher powered offenses in the league. But this year they've only allowed, I believe, four goals and three of them were in that crazy Chicago game. So they are a defense first team at this currently coming off of their streak of 1-0 wins which isn't great for us because we're now entering the third game where we haven't scored. Streaks are made to be broken. Cincinnati, a nine-game road undefeated streak coming into this. I think I also remember hearing at the beginning of the season that they were kind of a trendy pick for supporters' shield. But they have their two draws this season. The only two non-wins of their season have been on the road. So defense first. News out of Cincinnati today, their other forward, Brenner, signing a deal to leave the MLS. Where's he headed? Udinese. Just confirming what everyone thinks, that players come here, show some talent, and get sold to European teams for a lot of money. Talk on the Cincinnati subreddit. Top source of information was that he was always looking to leave. He was never really invested in the team. Is their subreddit more active than our subreddit? Not particularly. And that said, Brenner will be in the lineup presumably this Saturday against City. So as as Patrick mentioned, it seems like they've been getting these results on the backs of their defense. And I don't know much, but I do recognize the name Matt Miazga from his 
sort of sporadic appearances in the the men's national team setup. Uh, seems that he's got a little bit of sour grapes from not having been included in the most recent World Cup squad, which is fair enough, I suppose. But it seems like he and the goalkeeper, Roman Celentano, have both been called up to the men's national team uh, for the showdown with Mexico uh, coming later this month, uh, actually next week. So what we have essentially is a battle of the Romans in the goal, which is very exciting. We're going to see which Roman is superior, Roman Berkey, our beloved Roman Berkey, or Roman Salentano, the early 20s U.S. men's national team player. Uh, let's see what happens. Should we uh, wear now togas? This led me, uh, maybe you should. Maybe you should. They look great in the pouring rain. <laughs> okay, good point. Good point. Now, this uh, realization that both goalkeepers were named Roman led me to a question that uh, plagued me all week. And so I had to dive into sort of the back alleys of the internet to get the information I needed. I posit that football players, soccer players worldwide are disproportionately called Roman. That is my theory, that there are a lot of Romans playing football. What say you? Is this any position or is it specifically Roman goalies? In general, players, professional players, professionally associated people in professional soccer. Dorman's goalkeeper before Roman Borky was Roman Weidenfeller. Do we think it's purely nationality-based? Or do we think that even within nationalities where Roman is an accepted name, disproportionately those Romans go into football? St. Louis Blues back in the day had a goalie, Roman Turek. So could it be a Venn diagram of goalies and soccer players? Interesting. I like these. I like these ideas. Uh, my research has uncovered a total of twelve hundred and eighty-eight currently active professional players, according to TransferMark, named Roman, Romain, Roman, or Romano. Wait, there are people named Romain like the lettuce. It's a French. Romain Flyers plays for Cardiff City. He is from Saint Kitts. That seems like a lot. That is a huge amount. And and mind you, this is total global world football, according to transfer market. So, But these are professionals. And according to the most recent FIFA data collection, there are 128, almost 129,000 professional players, uh, both men and women, playing globally. So we're saying 1% of those, 1% of global professionals are named Roman, which seems remarkably high. I think I'm actually more surprised at the number of soccer players worldwide. I was thinking it would be like 7,000 and of which a, a seventh are named Roman. My math is clearly off. There is a, a sort of a concentration of Romans of Russian origin and Ukrainian origin. I think you'll find those are Eastern Romans, Byzantines. All right. Looking forward to the game this week. Uh, do we want a quick Wednesday minute? Wednesday minute. Yes. Patrick, put 47 seconds on the clock. I don't need a full minute. 47 seconds. And go. So I guess in England, they like get off for Easter Monday or something. There are a bunch of football matches. I think most people cared about the Wrexham Knotts County match. But Nathan Halley personally cared about Sheffield Wednesday, Accrington Stanley. Finally got this streak of draws and losses off their back. Got a win. They are back in first place, although they the two teams behind them have a game in hand. 
and they're only in first place by a point, but it is working up to be a, a barn burner of an end of the season. I'm 15. going to take the opposite stance of Drew and say that I would trade many city losses to see Sheffield Wednesday get promoted. Boo! I'm sorry. Matt deserves five seconds of booze, and we're out. All right, let's talk predictions for the upcoming game against Cincinnati. We didn't really get into much on that game. That said, let's hear some score guesses. Drew Wolfson, what do you have for us? Uh, I'm thinking that um, we're going to see Giacchini get back on the score sheet, but it's going to be sandwiched in between two Klaus goals, 3-0. Chris, what do you think? I'd like to hear Nate's prediction (laughs) first so I can sort of counteract the bad juju I assume he's going to throw in here. All right, bring it at us, Nathan Halley. I don't like that I've developed this this mantra on the podcast because actually I'm going 1-0 St. Louis City. That is a shock. Chris, what do you have to say to that? Uh, I'm going to I'm going to one up him. I'm going to say 2-0 St. Louis City. I'm going to say 2-1 St. Louis City. So you guys have successfully taken all of the good answers. Oh, I mean, there are some good answers that have not been given. They're just not ones that you're going to be willing to give. <laughs> I mean, I have no problem doubling up. And my number was Two nothing. I'm siding with Chris. I feel like we're often in a similar position, but two nothing city. All right. Well, let's hope our Roman gets that clean sheet this week. We'll see you guys. Wait, we're not going to talk about the chili, or do we want to save that for the? Do we want to save that for the post game? Save it. Save it for post. Their game is as good as their chili. Yeah. Okay. We can save it for their post game. Chris, have a great evening. Have fun at work. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Love you all. God damn it.